0: or by contacting me directly, Damon at ExitYourWay.com. I hope you enjoy the show. All right, everyone. Welcome once again to the Faces of Business. I'm your host, Damon Pastalka, And with me today, I've got Michael Paterano. Yes, I said it right. Thank you so much for helping me with your name, Michael. And we're going to be talking about bringing the human connection to business today. Thanks for being here, Michael. Thank, thank
1: you for having me. And you're brave, right? Like you, you want to understand the last names. When I when I host, I just go with the first name, and if that's too difficult, then I just say "Ma'am" or "Sir," right? Like I don't even <laughs> venture there. I just kind of give into it a little and just be like, "It's all good. It will work itself out in the flow."
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it 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 could, it could. Yeah, but with a last name like Pastalka, I like to make sure I say <laughs> say people's names right if I can. <laughs> Because yeah. I'm, you know, a, a frequent victim of uh, last name butchering. Yeah, it's okay true. to try to get them right once in a while. It so, is. Mike, it's it's cool to have you on here today, man, because, I mean, it's uh, your story, your background. When we first met and first talked, I was really inspired by some of the things that you have dealt with in your life. And then hearing about how you want to help leaders, you know, bring that human connection and bring humanity, uh, I guess, back into business. And for lack of a better term. So why don't we start out with telling us a, a bit about your journey, your background and kind of how you got, it, how you found this passion.
1: Wow. That's like a zigzag. <laughs> that, you, you know, it, it's like a 40, a 42 and a half year zigzag, right. To get <laughs> yeah, there yeah. on that. Yeah. Um, okay. So I was adopted. I'm going to be real brief, real concise. You can ask me anything you want. I'm going to open. Yeah. Book. Yeah. I was adopted at birth. Um, I was, physically and verbally abused from the age of two to 14 okay. Uh, by my adoptive mother. Um, my father did his best that he could to protect me as much as he could while being a provider and
0: yeah. doing
1: all those things. Um, I've had numerous near death experiences, numerous, more than 10. Um, I started drinking at nine to numb everything out. I started doing hardcore drugs at 12 to continue, uh, continued numbing everything out because at some point the alcohol wasn't working anymore. Um, I got thrown out of two high schools and got my Series 7, I think, before I even got my GED. Um, once my boss realized I didn't have my GED, then it was kind of like, you shouldn't have a Series 7. So I had to hurry up and go get that. Uh was in the financial industry for about nine years uh was on the wholesale side of trading traded for hedge funds did all sorts of different trading things uh wasn't really on the retail client side i did have some institutional clients uh until the patriot act and then lost most of them um still was drinking and doing a lot of drugs and dealing drugs on the side because most of the people from the stock market paid top dollar so it was just an easy fit for me right Um, what I was paying five for, they would pay 34 or 35 or 44. So it was great. Uh, it was great revenue on top of making really good money in the stock market. Um, September 11th happened. I basically offered to give my job up for a single father, uh, so that he could keep his job bounced around a little bit in the stock market. Um, the drugs and alcohol got worse. The money came in much less and I became unemployable and unmanageable. Um, Father's Day 2006, got down on my hands and knees and said, God, please keep me sober or kill me. I I can't do it anymore. Um, Called every police station from every city that I had a receipt in my pocket, called every hospital to see if I hurt anyone the night before because my car was a little banged up and I had no idea how. And I was gonna turn myself in. I, I, I couldn't live with myself anymore uh thankfully nobody nobody was hurt nobody was in the hospital nobody filed a complaint of a hit and run thank god so it must have just been side rails or something i have no idea uh and that was the beginning of my journey to sobriety and i've been sober since june 19th of 2006. um did a lot of different things over the course of those years and just never did the emotional work never um Fast forward to 2018, I left my ex-wife and kids in Arkansas living with friends and moved back to Florida to rebuild my life. We had a civil divorce agreed upon. and Within three weeks, she took my kids moved across the state and I had no idea where they were for uh, four months almost. Um, She met a guy online and just took the kids and ran. And I was the target. And when I finally found them, she they barely allowed me any communication then eventually blocked my numbers i went out to go visit my kids She they almost didn't let me see them um they weren't bathed they weren't being well kept they had bruises all over them and that started the journey of starting to fight for my kids and that was june that was june of uh, july of 2019 at this point um and then february 19th of 2020 I got physical evidence from her mother and her sister. I got videos and pictures of the abuse. Um, Got in my car the 21st, drove from South Florida back to Arkansas. Uh, The boyfriend said that if he ever saw me again, he'd kill me. Uh, When I was there in 2019, he also pulled a knife on me in the middle of the McDonald's playground, which I kind of laughed at him. I thought that was kind of humorous. I'm a little weird. So I thought it was funny. I thought it was a joke, like you're pulling a mm-hmm. knife on me in a McDonald's playground. Like you have a few screws loose. Like what's wrong yeah. with you? And you know, whatever. Like I, my gifts of an empath and all these other things. I didn't feel that it was even a threat. That it was just one of those fear reactions in trying to have an ego about life. Um. So the whole time I was in Arkansas, you know, I had that threat over my head, real or not. Um, he was friends with, they were his, the biker, the biker group that he was a part of was friends with all the police officers. So they were always trying to target me with stuff. And I got emergency custody of them after 11 days of staying about an hour away, uh, on March 6th, um, and began a two month depression from like, I've never been in my life because I had no idea I was going to handle anything. I got them. And then 10 days later, COVID came right shut down Mm -hmm. the world and i'm sitting here taking care of three kids my youngest barely even knew who i was at that point because she was at the time almost uh trying to think i mean i guess she was turning three right Because she's Mm -hmm. turning five this year so like she barely even remembered who i was and they were all brainwashed and abused and beaten and everything that you know i didn't love them i didn't exist i wasn't even alive i was had no interest in them meanwhile my number was blocked and i was calling every day
0: that whole time
1: so um calling texting calling the police for well visits all those things and just nothing i mean it came to the point where the police obviously even told me to go f off that i'm harassing them um and all i wanted to do was see how my kids were like it it was absurd right and you know at this at the end of the day it was a 17 and a half month adventure to finally get full custody of them and be able to leave now, during the 17 and a half months, I kept getting triggered about my childhood trauma. And a friend of mine at the time introduced me into, into some Brene Brown first, right? And I started with Brene Brown, daring greatly. Uh, and then just, I went on this healing rampage. And I just went through book after book and coach after coaching, guide after guide and therapist after therapist and psychotherapist and spiritual guides. And I just was absorbing like a sponge how to heal because I spent the first 40 years never really understanding, loving myself, having any self-worth, constantly self-sabotaging and having extremely toxic relationships with people of all sorts uh, because that's all I knew how to be. It's all I knew how to be. It's it's what I was programmed to be by, by just conditions that I created for myself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and... I still work on myself every day. I journal, I meditate, I exercise as often as I can based on the kids, probably not as often as I should, but as often as I can, um, Yeah. you know, and, and, and it's, you know, it's just a juggling act, right? Like, I mean, you just, I just never know what I'm going to get every morning. And it's me by myself with the three kids. I call myself a solo parent because I'm not a single parent. I'm a solo parent. Yeah. So there's, there, there's no other half that's going to take them for even 10% of the time. Right. So, And there's no, you know, I, I came up to Pennsylvania to give my kids a fresh start and purposely have family two and a half, three hours away in different directions. But if I really need them, um, but I wanted to create a a, a healing bubble for my kids and I wanted to, you know, really inspire them to look within and heal at this age rather than waiting. And my kid, my oldest is 12 now, my middle, my son will be uh 10 next month and my youngest will be, uh. The first week of June. So that's about it. (laughs) That that's about the story, guys. We can we go home now? Well, you know the.
0: (laughs) I'm just gonna I'm 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 gonna start back at the beginning. You know I've got a a, many friends that have gone through the sobriety journey, and I commend you for that. Thank you. That's a son of a bitch. That's a son of a bitch, and it's a son of a bitch every day, and. And it, uh, that's, it's, I commend you for
1: that. So pause on that for one second. Yeah. It's been a little easier for me because I truly believe that if I use again, God's going to kill me. Okay. So I, I mean, I believe <laughs> it because I told, I begged him to, I yeah. said, kill me. So I believe God will of my understanding that will immediately kill me on the spot. So I just have never given myself an option to even consider going back.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome because you know i was at death. yeah 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 and uh so so you're now your solo parent and you have you have your chid, kids to help you as well for one way kids kind of drive you towards <laughs> it but the other way you know they're going to keep you from it because you want to be there for them and i know that i say a tongue of cheek you're driving driving me for it, but it, but it is, I, I'm sure there's, there's plenty of challenges raising the kids, but you know, as, as you look at that, I'm sure that's worth it in your mind and it's something you would never change. No. Um,
1: my numbing is what is binge watching a show on a weekend that that's my numbing. Yeah and, yeah. and, and we all have numbing tendencies, right? Any type of escapism, any type of way to escape where we're at in the present moment is numbing, right? It's yeah. all escapisms and i just feel like to binge watch a show over a weekend when my kids are relaxing and kind of recouping from their week when they want to go out and do something we go out and do something but they're yeah. not really big into going out and doing something my 5 year old doesn't like leaving the bed on the weekends like she just wants to sleep all day because she doesn't sleep during the week so yeah. she's uh she's about 3 to 5 hours a night sleeper during the week for a 5 year old is ridiculous yeah so on yeah. the weekends there's days that she'll sleep 16 and a half hours i just got to go make sure she's breathing every 6 or 7 <laughs> yeah
0: yeah that's that's a little different well so so you you go through all this and then you decide well i want to help other people what what the heck got you to that point to where you're like i want to help other people
1: so okay so this is where i think i think the 12 steps kicked in a little Okay. Right because when I got sober, uh, I was really big into going to meetings regularly and everything else. Yeah. Uh, and I was giving back. I had sponsees, I was working with other people, I helped kids get sober. I worked at a um I worked at a facility for a while and I was okay. you know really spending time with them when they were on uh, on site, right? A male only facility. Um so I mean I really was always giving back and when I started the healing journey the first thing I wanted to do was give back, right? Because that's just, that's how I know to stay on my healing journey, right? Is, yeah. is constantly keep myself in check. And how do you keep yourself in check? Is by, you know, seeing people where you used to be and helping them get to where you are. And hopefully as you do that, you're progressing a little bit further. It's a daily evolution. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I'm a coach, I'm a guide. I mean, I call myself a guide really on three levels, business, uh, life, and spiritual. Uh, So I just guide people towards themselves, their inner knowings. I don't look to do anything but help people find themselves. It's not about me. It's about what's, you know, let them find what's best for them.
0: Mm -hmm. So you're in this process now and you're helping these people and you decide Mm -hmm. that you want to start a company doing it. I mean, that's... I, I can see what you're doing, but you're, you're going to do a company with events. And, you know, you'd say, I want to help millions of people create better workplaces. What, I mean, how do you go from, i want to help some people in the, being a sponsoree and, uh, you know, to the, I just, uh, I don't, you have I've to be overcome say, by something.
1: I, I, I've always built businesses. Oh yeah. Always yeah. had businesses on the side. Always had side hustles. Always had all yeah. different things different points in time when I did have sources of revenue, I would invest into small businesses, single solopreneurs, stuff like that, right? Yeah. And and just understand different industries. And I've worked in so many different industries and I've been treated differently in almost every industry. And I'm just not a corporate person, right? It doesn't work for me because I've always been one of those people that goes gets that corporate job because it's not working as an entrepreneur. So I go, oh, I need a job. I go get a job and within six months I'm getting promoted. And then within a month or two after that, it's like, I can't work for people that don't align with their own values. So then I walk away and I start another business or I go back to my passion. And so now I've really just decided to go with my passion, which is truly helping, inspiring. And, you know, my definitive purpose on this planet is to elevate humanity. So in through knowledge and understanding, and this fits into that category perfectly. You know, I helped create a coaching business that got a corporate contract and, you know, I mean, I've developed now numerous coaching programs around different people's modalities of healing and ways of practice and everything else now. So the whole concept of aligning teams was to be able to take it on a larger scale, Mm -hmm. be able to walk into a corporation, say, here is 45 different types of coaching. Let's really look at your employees, see how you can help them feel valued, heard, and seen. Because when you help an employee feel those three things, they never want to leave. They won't leave unless it doesn't align with their values. And truth of the matter is you'd rather have that employee leave if it doesn't align with them. Yeah. Because when you bring in somebody that it aligns with, they're going to out, they're going to produce. Yeah. Hundredfold. Yeah. So I'm looking at the corporate environment right now where everybody's talking about this great resignation. No, it's the great reality of having options. Yeah. And I can sit home in the couch and I can learn from Gary V on how to flip things on eBay and make more make maybe 60% of the money but not have to leave my house and be happy. Yeah. Rather than making myself miserable working for people that don't value me. Yeah. And I think you said, you said it know.
0: very well there. You said it very well there. And it, it just happened <laughs> to be on, on Tuesday, I, I interviewed a, a recruiter um, on uh, Prince Edward Island in, in Canada and he recruits all over North America. And that's what he, he brought up some very enlightening things as you just did is we have options. People, yeah. everyone has options now and yeah. the the remote workforce has, has improved the options for everybody immensely because now it doesn't matter where I'm setting, It doesn't matter where I work in a lot of these, a lot of these uh, instances, or as you said, the gig economy or other things like you're talking about with Gary V and, and flipping stuff that you find at a yard sale on eBay. I mean, there, there are opportunities that there just weren't here 20 years ago.
1: And, and the reality is COVID showed everybody that, right? Like, yeah. Before COVID, maybe people didn't know that or didn't realize it, but they, it slowed them down enough that they they were able to see the world in front of them. And a lot of people didn't like what they saw. So it gave them a chance to say, okay, well, I'm not going to make this drastic change because getting a divorce is a pain in the butt and don't want to go through that. But I can shift my energy and start looking at things to better myself or shift my energy in a work environment and you know while working at home and getting paid and being on zooms you know there's time in between that if you want you can start a side hustle right people learn to deviate their interest as well as everything was shut down so there was no more escaping there was no more going out there was no more going to sporting events i mean sports is one of the biggest escapisms in this country yeah
0: well you know i even i even think about my family and and we had both of our kids came back. One was in college and one was living in, in Seattle proper. And both of them came back and just because they wanted to stay with us. Yeah. And that changed the way we are still today because mm-hmm. we spent four months or whatever the heck it was kind of in, in one place going and doing you know we will go out on excursions but she couldn't go anywhere you could we could go drive out to some place and and see nature that's what she yeah. were doing you know but you were doing it with your family because, you know, you were socializing and to, to speak of and other things like that. But it it does. It did. When you talk about that time and I, I've, I've mentioned that not because of my family, because that really does not not relevant. It's that time that all these people that run, 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 run. I run to work. I run home. I run to go out to dinner. I go out with blah, 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 blah. When that is gone and you have that thinking time. Mm hmm. I think you've hit on something here because those people had time to really understand what it's like to connect deeply with the people that are very close to them yeah. and having time to themselves to just live. Yeah. Rather than time to be to that rather than living, to be busy doing something.
1: Mm-hmm. And a lot of people didn't like what they saw. Yeah. And you had people that, decided that they wanted to work on themselves right a lot of people Mm -hmm. did like i'm not gonna a lot of people did and then you have those that followed through that continued to work on themselves daily and then you have those that as soon as their escapism started opening back up i'm busy all the time again i don't have time to work on myself i don't have time to look at anything and they didn't want to be uncomfortable make certain self-sacrifices for long-term gain. You know, we're raised in this country to say I need a partner or I'm not whole. I got news for you. We're all whole on our own. We come yeah. into this world whole, we leave whole, and we're alone. Yeah. So we don't need anyone. If somebody chooses to be in our life and we choose them and we can enhance each other's lives, that changes everything. Yeah. That's mag- that's magical. Yeah. But yeah. we are so conditioned that we have to be with somebody and yeah i'm the happiest i've ever been and i'm alone like
0: yeah you're by yourself there's a difference you're by yourself you're not alone yeah
1: well (laughs) well let me well yes i'm not alone right i have my kids they're they're always there always always there um too much sometimes but um Yeah. yeah i mean but that's okay because I got Yes. This. Like, yeah. And don't yeah. and no, no, no. Let's not mistake that it's easy because it is no, not no. easy. No. no, no. There is no private time. There is no time to myself. There's, you know, I'm the only adult, and I'm outnumbered by by a multiple of three, so I'm always losing. And then a kid comes from the neighborhood, and then it's multiple of four. And if another yeah. one comes in, it's multiple of five. Right. So, I'm always losing, but it's okay. Like. I'm adapting every day. I'm evolving every day. I'm learning every day. And I love the journey. I love the journey. I'm so happy with it.
0: Yes. Awesome. Awesome. You're right. So you, you mentioned one thing that, that just here in this, that a lot of people took the time to start working on themselves Mm -hmm. and, i think about this in regards to the events that you're planning and we'll be putting on later this year Mm -hmm. um do you think that we're more receptive as uh, a society in the u.s now or maybe even globally hell i don't know globally you know that that uh that we're really ready to start looking at things a little differently and 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 maybe
1: working on ourselves a bit more because of this so i think there's always going to be the people that want to do that for themselves yeah right? and then when i'm looking what we're looking to do is to go into corporate so it's a whole different game right yeah i believe that it's a necessity and corporate's not going to have a choice because retention means so much because it's at an expense to the bottom line of having to replace people yeah it's an enormous absorbent expense to have to retrain reintegrate <laughs> redo everything try and get the right chemistry on the team again. Like you can go through this whole six month training period, whatever it is, and then they might not have the right chemistry for the team. And it's like, well, now the team's shit, right? Because, yeah. because it's the chemistry that keeps this this going. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe they're not gonna have a choice because at some point the bottom line is gonna be impacted so greatly by re- by retention numbers that they're not gonna have a choice but to look deeper within and it starts with themselves, each individual. And you can do it in my mindset is you go to middle management, right? You go to supervisors and senior managers, ones that work with the largest teams, ones that are more hands-on because you know when people start going on their journey, their healing journey, it's infectious, right? In a positive way, opposite of, it's a different pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, or That's a good or whatever. one. Whatever, right, right. It's a good one. So, as you reach the middle of a company, it spreads outward from there. But you need upper management obviously to sign off, and you need upper management to believe that there's an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how many quarters of a r- in a row of retention being horrendous, bottom lines being tremendously impacted before upper management says, "Oh, I get. I think we have an issue." And it's not just because other companies are paying more, because truth of the matter is an employee that feels value heard and seen would take less money to be happy and fulfilled and content and feel safe than go somewhere new. And yeah. that's just the truth. Well,
0: and like I said, on Tuesday, I interviewed Andrew Lavoie. And he he said, one of the things that he said was exit interviews are gold for employers. And, and and then taking what you find in that and talking to your existing people. And he, he brought up a, a ton of awesome examples, but you talk about wage. Wage was not brought up in the conversation. These people are talking about, he was talking about in, in his own experience, he had it happen to him once when he was managing a an equipment dealership where mm-hmm. someone was going to leave because they did not have swag like they used to, to give away to their customers. Mm -hmm.
1: They couldn't live up to their customers' expectations.
0: Yeah, yeah, their customers, they said we could go out and do the work, but our customers always want a hat or something. And and, and they decided that, that that wasn't going to be in the budget. And he's like, well, if you're going to leave it, I need to spend, you know, it's just these little things that, that these people want. And like you said, they need to be valued, seen, and heard. And and the thing that I think we were at, in business, were able to do until recently was we were able to kind of, because it was an employer market, we didn't have to listen. We didn't have yeah. to ask those questions. We'd have to do yeah. that. And now when you look at it and you look at the, the merry-go-round uh, or the revolving door on the entry-level positions, it can put you out of business.
1: It's on the top two it's not only entry level it's it's middle it's everywhere like really? they sort a build of goods they don't live into their they don't yeah. live into their 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 vision that they're selling somebody. They get in the door and it's like this is why people have three options sitting on the board when they start a new company, new job. They just tell their second favorite that you know just give me a week or two. I mean if they're really transparent they'll be like there's another one I want to try it out I'm just being honest. But you're a strong second candidate, and if these people don't live into what they said, then I'm going to come to you. Now, if that mm. company is one that lives into what they say, they'll be fine waiting the extra two weeks because they know that most companies don't. They don't. There's a revolving Never door. There's, of that. Yeah. There, there's you know, and and I always say this: inflation is eight percent, seven and a half, eight percent. Argue whatever number you want. Let's yeah. just say seven. Let's even say seven. Who cares? And you know, they do this living wage increase of three and a half percent, right? So you're losing money on your raise because it's half of inflation. Yeah. So let's not go into the economic side. But let's say that's that three and a half percent difference is five grand. Let's just say that it is. I'm not I'm just using numbers yeah, for argument's yeah. That three and a half difference, let's say it's five thousand. If you went to that employee and said, you know what, I can only give you the three and a half percent. But what sports are your children interested in? And I'll either send you guys to a game, maybe a couple games, because some sports are cheaper than others. Yeah. Or I'll sponsor one of their teams for $1,000, Yeah. $500. That employee will never walk away. Yeah. Because you found something that matters to them and their family more than money. Yeah. That is how companies should be looking at things that is where companies need to see different because then you're valuing your people yeah Yep. i can hear it coming out of you this is why
0: this is why you're putting these things together yeah. and you're talking about bringing the human connection into business because it is it, it, what it's almost like a revolution and I, it's an old term but what it is is we have to really look at individuals in a company rather than the mass yeah. And, and, and tailor towards each individual and in what we can do to help them be more successful at business, at life, and, and
1: really get good at that. Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, you, if, okay, so it's the 3 R event for a reason, right? It's rejuvenate, reinvent, and retain. Because the minute you go from rejuvenating to reinventing, then you can start, retaining your employees there's too many options too many and you know what money is losing its value every single day Mm -hmm. so why am I only going to care about money when there's simple things in life that matter so much more to me and my family
0: yeah well and and you know I think this is where hybrid work to me is is a huge thing when people were so oh we all got to go back to the office but you're looking at like, in the area where I live in Seattle here, right? There's a lot mm-hmm. of people that are that are working and commuting one and a half oh, or yeah. two hours each way, five days a week. And if you just said, "Listen, you can have two days flex days yeah. or Tuesdays and Thursdays," you don't you don't drive or get on the bus, whatever the heck you do. That just gave them six to, to eight hours extra time in their week.
1: I mean, and what, I, what are really
0: cautious? I,
1: the future of work is going to be some type of hybrid, hybrid model, or yeah. it's going to be completely remote because people are just as productive. Hmm. But they have the overhead of the building, and how do they sell to the board that they spent <laughs> all this money on the building, but there's not a single person there, right? Um, that's that's a whole other thing I think
0: that we're, we're, we'll be dealing with in the future because the, the companies that are effectively doing hybrid work can have smaller space and that that gives them a competitive yeah. advantage overall. I, I just I, I really do. I think that. Um, but what you're talking about, these small things and and talking again about how can I make. How can I make Michael's life better today? And, and Michael's, yeah. Michael's, and, and I know that Michael's a, a solo parent with three yeah. kids. And if Michael can have a few more hours a week, that's a big deal to him. Yeah. I mean, the,
1: who, wants to spend, <laughs> yeah. who wants to spend 10 to 12 hours a week traveling back and forth yeah. to work? I mean, yeah. it's even more than that because, you know, it yeah. adds up so fast. And then it's the gas and then it's the tolls and then it's parking all, all that, yeah. right? Like yeah. the expense is ridiculous. Your car insurance is through the roof because. Yeah. You're driving so much more. I mean, there's so many options. Like, yeah. why are we overcomplicating this? Yes. Like, why are we really trying to stick to the old ways, but we do it in every system in this country. Mm-hmm. Do it in education. We do it, every single system does it. We don't evolve until it's too late. Hmm, yeah.
0: Until we have to, yeah. <laughs> until we have to, it's forced. The pain yeah. is so great that we have to
1: change. And, That's, and how far away from that are we at this point? I don't because think we're very far, especially
0: not. in business. We can't be far because if we're going to, we're going to continue to lose. Cause the, the, the especially you just said, we were talking about hybrid work, right? Two options. I can work hybrid or I have to be there. I have to commute. You know, I have to do that ugly commute. Who's going to, who's going to do that? Even with a better opportunity, they're not going to do it. No. you could, especially nope. if you got a family. I mean, that's, yeah. that's so huge, but let's talk a little bit about your events because you, you guys are going to put together some pretty special events. Let's, let's talk about it because you're talking about rejuvenate, reinvent, retain. So let's,
1: let's talk about this. So we're going to do events. Our first one is now September 11th through September 15th. In Bluebell, Pennsylvania, just outside of where I'm at. Because, again, solo parents. So if I want to be present, it's got to be near me. And I don't care. Yeah. Everyone's, coming to, everyone's coming to me. I, they don't have a choice, right? Yeah. So this is the way it works. Um, And then we're going to rotate them around the country. But at first, it's going to come to me, the first one. Um, so it's all inclusive except for the flight. Everything's included in it. The costs we're finalizing because things have shifted. Yeah, Food costs have gone up. Everything's yeah. gone up. Um, it's a four-day event. You get there for the first afternoon, that first evening, which is a Sunday, we have a blindfolded meal. Everyone's blindfolded. You have no idea who you're sitting next to. And every facilitator that is a part of this event, except for the ones working that one specific meal, are all blindfolded also. Okay. And we're going to rotate the facilitators. I'm one of them because I want to be a part of this. I don't want to be the facilitator guy on this one. I want to be participating because this is when we push ourselves to limits and have to understand our subconscious and unconscious bias. We're blindfolded. We have no idea who we're sitting next to. Mm -hmm. We can offend anyone with any sentence. So we Mm -hmm. have to really look deep and we start understanding ourselves at a level that is uncomfortable for us. But if you want true DEI, if you want to truly understand yourself and others, these are the things that will help. And this whole meal is about true DEI and how a blind blind candidate pool with no identifiers will one give you true equality because you're not paying anyone different if you don't know who they are. Yep. You don't know what their background is. You don't know what race. You don't know what religion. You don't know what gender. You don't know what their gender preference is. You can't judge a single thing on these. You don't know what their age is pretty much other than their experience base. But like, at some point, everybody's getting paid the same. Yeah. God forbid. God forbid. You know, hey, women (laughs) make less. You know, they deserve less. It's insane to me. It makes no con it makes no sense to me. Um, I swear parenting should also be a skill that you should be able to apply to business because there's multitasking, there's so many things you're controlling. You're already a manager in my mind if you're a parent. Yes. Um, or if you work in the service industry because everybody's babies there, too. Um, but that's besides the point. We'll stay quiet on that one. Um but look, when you really look at this, like, this is a journey, this is an adventure, we're taking you into a place that you don't normally go so that you can be a better person, so that you can create a better environment for your team for everyone around you. And that's just the first night. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we're going to have four morning workshops, which is going to carry through till Thursday morning. And then you're leaving, um, you're leaving Thursday afternoon after the lunch out we're calling it a lunch out because i like creative little words um and every single meal is experiential and then the other thing is there's a whole bunch of one-on-one workshops or micro workshops where you will actually be able to in this four-day period try test out and see how it works for you 12 to 15 modalities of healing or working with somebody all different types So you're going to go through these personal journeys through experience, and you'll be able to go back to your teams and have tools from 12 to 15 different types of learnings to be able to look at how to apply them or see if your teammates need some of them. Mm -hmm. Grieving needs to be a separate thing where you bring in somebody to deal with somebody who's grieving because that impacts every aspect of their life. Right. So Mm -hmm. like there's coaches and people that are specific in that area. You know, and why not, you know, give the pay for a coach for them for six, 12 weeks that can shift their life, create value to them that can't be replaced by another job. Yeah. Because you just invested into them less than probably one third of what you would spend to replace them. Yeah. Because again, right, we're back to the retention thing. You've got to put the money somewhere. So invest it into your people in new creative ways, because if they come out a, a more healed version of themselves, then it's going to, it's going to interact with everyone else at a different level. Yeah. And these events are spectacular. I mean, it's a top quality faci- uh, venue. It's called uh, Normandy farm. The place is unbelievable. They do 360 weddings a year. They have an Arnold Palmer golf course attached to it. They have ballrooms. They have conference rooms. They have everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they have farm to table uh, food. Everything's farm to table. Uh, every single part, every one of our meals is going to be um, international styled. Like we're going to be doing a Japanese style dinner, which we're going to talk about leading with intuition and Ikigai. Uh, we're going to do a Middle Eastern lunch and we're going to talk about empowering and honoring anybody's, everybody's voice. Uh, we're going to do a, um, a fondue lunch and talk about self-love uh, because 99% of the country probably has no idea what that even means. Um, and it's just, yeah. an, every single thing is about impact. Every single thing has, it's amazing food, it's amazing bonding. Uh, and then there's follow through on the way out. We have, we have support from each one of the facilitators will have access to every participant and every participant will have access to the facilitators to be able to reach that support and have something when they walk away because so many of these style events there's nothing when you're done Mm -hmm. and we want to create digital uh, private groups and we want to create you know private chat rooms and all these different things so that they have support we want to impact we want to impact people and you know, I'm a little grandiose, so I have crazy ideas, and I want to reach 10, 10 million employees in five years.
0: Yeah. Wow. There's so many things that are running through my head. It, it really is because because by helping these these leaders, these middle mm-hmm. management leaders better understand themselves and other yes. people, they can be so much more effective at this. Yes. And, and their own lives are improved. Their own yeah. lives are improved, first of all. But yeah. that because their own lives are improved, they're so much better for other people.
1: A million percent. And that's the, that's the idea behind it is, you know, you start with one person at a time. Right. And most of these company corporate budgets have money in there for professional development. Yeah. But yeah. if you're if you're dealing with people that are wounded and trauma ridden, Generational trauma, any type of trauma, whatever, right? yeah, right. Then all you're doing is you're you're just creating the same dynamics over and over again. Mm-hmm. So how do you do that? You work with them one on one. You get them somebody that can specialize in. You know, aligning teams has access to literally thousands of coaches globally that work in all different modalities of coaching yeah. that can reach anyone. Right, they're all different demographics. They're all over the world. They can work in any time zones. Like, I mean, yeah, we're built for this.
0: And then when you talked about two earlier in this conversation, you talked about the grief counselor and bringing a grief counselor in for an employee and, and me being old school. Right. So I am hell you can tell I'm old, but I think about that. And the first thing that ran through my head was, well, that'd be expensive. But then you, then you said, well, you'd have to replace, what if you didn't have to replace somebody? Hell that's, it's cheap, oh, it's cheap,
1: right? It's right. cheap, it, it's
0: cheap, and then you think about and then you think about the impact that you would have on that person, their life, and how much more connected to your workplace and to their career they would be, and you go, It's inconsequential what the uh-huh. cost is because, because you, you're just gonna have that much better in, in, they're, they're going to put their mind and their heart into what they do because you've, you've yeah. taken that step to really address their, their challenges.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, and, it, and we have coaches that work with all different price points. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, there's coaches as cheap as a thousand a month. There's ones that are 2000 yeah. a month and really even investing 6,000, let's say a three month program for is nothing. It's yeah. nothing. It's less than paying their parking. <laughs> like, well, I mean. And, and, and you and but real quick, real quick before I lose the tangent. I'm sorry. I, I'm normally no, no, go
0: for it. it. Go for it. Yeah.
1: You take one employee, one employee on a 12 person team who's going through some type of grief, and you get them somebody to work with them a grief coach, somebody, a former rabbi, a former priest. Uh, we have all these, right? And then somebody who does hopo onopono, which I don't know if I pronounced right. All different types of grief, right? You know what those other 11 people on the team are thinking. I am so lucky to work for a company that is willing to support me through my worst time. Yeah. They're not going to turn their back on me. They're going to be there. You think any of those 11 are leaving? No, no, because they've seen what you're willing to do for your teams. Your retention goes through the roof. You don't have to worry about replacing people anymore. You don't have to worry about these things because you're doing the right thing Mm -hmm. and that goes so far it goes back to what we were talking about offline doing the right thing right like yeah that's just what it is you're treating them like humans not numbers
0: yeah that's incredible
1: because i think you're i think you're
0: you know throughout this you're. it's going to be really interesting to see the results you get because i think this is going to um those those people that choose to do this it's going to make some tremendous difference in organizations Enormous. It's yeah.
1: enormous. And here's the thing: the organizations that do this, I promise you, people talk. Yeah. Right? People talk. They go to they go to alumni things, they go to all these different things. You know, everybody talks. Mm-hmm. Who do you think's gonna be first on the list to get new employees? Get top talent to get mm-hmm. those companies. Because they yeah. invest into their people, they support their people, they show how they value their people. Mhm-hmm, it's a whole different game, yeah,
0: You've yeah it's interesting hearing you talk about this because I know there's there's some people that are waking up waking up. There's business owners that I talk to that are waking up about this, and um I've got some some friends of mine that work that have landscaping companies they're in, actually near where you live, and I am really impressed by how they work with their people and, and how they really bring their team together and care about them as people and work with them. And, and I, I'm encouraged by some of what I see, Mm -hmm. which is really good. And I'm very encouraged by what you're going to be doing with hopefully tens of millions of people in our workforce, because this is, this is going to be big and it's going to help those people and allow them to be better leaders and,
1: and, and in their organizations. So. and we're also and we're also now working on creating one day events where we come to the corporate campus too wow so that we can bring it to them one flat yeah. rate we come to them we go through a shortened version yeah. focus on a couple of the things and we introduce it to teams of 10 to 20 people at a time mm-hmm. and i think that is going to shift things too that's going to make things a lot more accessible for people Yes, and, and really create a different dynamic for people to go home with. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. Well, Michael, it's been awesome talking to you. It's it's so just bringing this human connection to business. I think is 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 really a uh, um, it's needed. The 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 organizations that do it are 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 going to benefit greatly from it, and mm-hmm. and the the people that take the time to really invest in themselves and the people around them it's it's just they're they're gonna have better lives and heck with business they're gonna have better
1: lives a million percent and and, uh just thank you for being here today i really enjoyed that thank you for having me i mean i appreciate it it's awesome it's i had a blast so yeah
0: good good well i want to say hello to ronald henderson hey friend in maryland he also is uh, knows those landscaping people I was talking about. And, there and you uh, go. <laughs> part of it, part of a, a group that we meet every week. But um, Michael Potterano. Yes, sir. With Aligning Teams, thank you so much for being here today. And I appreciate you. And we will be talking later when, when you start those events up in September. I want to hear how they're turning out and what's going on. So um, uh,
1: yes, and we're going to bring some to the West Coast also. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Very good. Very good. Right. Well, thanks everyone for being here today. We're going to wrap it up for now. Hold on, Michael, when we're done, we'll talk for a minute. When we're done and we will be back again next week
1: on Sounds the face good. of the business. Thank you so much.